do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Proverbs 3, 7, 8. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bearcast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and this week we are taking a step back, back in time, back to an earlier day, a more comfortable day, I guess, maybe? A simpler time, a time of different illustrations. That's right, we are flashing back to the Berenstain Bears Cub Club. Look, Ma, I'm reading 1993, and why are we doing that? Well, we're doing that not because I found a Cub Club book I'd missed or forgotten about no but because this week's book is a rewrite wah, wah, wah. we're back into the world of the rewrite we're back into the world of inserting god and scripture into books that in no way demanded it that's right this week is the zonder kids i can read beginning reading step one level one living lights of faith stories zondervan zonder kids did I already say that? The Berenstain Bears, thank God for good health. Story and pictures by Jan and Stan Berenstain with Mike Berenstain. And this is a rewrite of the Berenstain Bears Get a Checkup that I covered a few years back. Now, let me refresh what we learned in the Berenstain Bears Get a Checkup. In the Berenstain Bears Get a Checkup, brother and sister get a checkup. And then Papa finds out... <laughs> He's too fat. That's right. Uh, we get the, just a just a, a an entire book about brother and sister shouldn't be afraid of going to get a checkup, and then uh, Papa gets uh, weight shamed, I guess, by Doctor Gert Grizzly. That's it. That's the plot of the book. Is it improved by inserting God into it? Is it improved by suddenly Scripture? Well, we start off with Proverbs three, Proverbs chapter three, verses seven and eight. That works. Chapter three, verses seven and eight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Uh, I don't know what that has to do with anything. I don't because the whole point of the opening of that line is don't don't think yourself so smart, buddy. Don't think of yourself as a big know-it-all. You still gotta you still gotta respect the Lord, and then you'll be healthy. Like this, that literally has nothing to do with what's going on in this book, which is again is a book about the cubs going to the doctor. Uh but but it's not just it's not just that thing where they inserted some bible verses into the story because uh this cub club book was one of them rhyming books. Mama, may we go out and play? No, we're going to the doctor today. But we're not sick, we are well. It does no good to stomp and yell. This checkup card that came by mail says be here at 2, come without fail. That's the original book. Uh the rewrite is Mama, said Brother Bear, may we go out to play? Mama said, no, brother, it's time to go to the doctor. The doctor, said Brother and Sister, why? It is time for a checkup, said Mama. And she's like holding the reminder slip, but she doesn't actually reference it. But she's holding a reminder slip. So she could just be holding a check. Like you can't tell what's written on the slip. But just Mama's going through the mail and she reminds the cubs that they have to go to the doctor. It's it's funny that they leave that out, the reminder slip, because that still exists. Like that's a thing that we, we get reminder slips in the mail from our doctors and dentists. I don't know why they wrote that out. Maybe they just didn't want to bother the kids with it or they had bigger fish to fry. But it's funny that they left it out. Now, again, 
Uh, we are dealing entirely with the original illustrations here um, and close to the same layout. Like most religious rewrites, like most reissues of the Cub Club books, there's a page or two missing, probably just because of the way books are published and the allowed page count. Uh, but it's not really that noticeable in this one. It's not like it's not egregious. It's not like some of the board books that ch just cut out chunks, whole sections, or like the Dr. Seuss board books that rewrote them entirely when they published them. Uh, but brother's not happy. He's like, I don't want to go to the doctor. A checkup. Uh, Mama's like, well, checkups make sure you stay well. Said Mama. Then she put on her hat. And it's funny because uh, in the original. Uh, checkups are how the doctor can tell that you and your sister are both staying well. And you see Mama putting on her hat. But in the new version, it points out that Mama puts on her hat. Like, like that's something, that, like, that's a clue to the reader. Like, not only are they going to the doctor, Mama's putting on her hat, they're going to the doctor right now. So, in the original book, Mama just, can you know, Confirms that they're going to the doctor and it's like, just don't don't get upset about this. You're important. Your health is important to us. But in the new version, this is where we dip into the religion stuff. Mom is saying, your papa and I pray to God for good health every day. Now get in the car. She doesn't say get in the car, but that's implied. Uh, so now we have the crux of the religious rewrite, which is that take care of yourself as much as you want, but you got to rely on God to take care of you the the other one percent or however much however much your own personal choices and uh, healthcare routines don't cover your own personal health. We have a little bit of that. Is it like a petitionary relationship with God? I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but the sense that we're asking God to take care of us, therefore he is somewhat obligated to take care of us. I don't know how, I really don't know how to parse this. I don't, I don't know the theology behind this. Uh, it's implied in the opening quote that it's not really God who's making you healthy. It is the faith in God, like the putting the trust in God, knowing that God is like the ruler of the universe that will sort of help you find some sort of inner peace that will then lead to good health, I think might be the, the idea behind this, but who knows? Let's keep reading. Uh, they hop in the Red Roadster and uh, brother's like, so uh, are we going to get a shot? Mama's like, maybe. And this is just like in the... Uh, in the original, they start freaking out about getting a booster shot. And they start trying to distract Papa, as in the original, by saying that there's things going wrong with the car or things going wrong on their path and that might entice Papa to stop or turn around. Uh, here's the here's the first major difference that uh, that I understand why, but it's still uh, it's still uh, it's still uh, noticeable. Which is, uh, originally it was stop the car, we're on the wrong road. Stuff and nonsense, it's not the wrong road. Which becomes stop, said sister, when they were on their way. This is the wrong road, Papa said. This is the right road. Now, in the original, pa Brother says, turn back. You ran over a great big toad. Stuff and nonsense. There was no toad or nonsense and stuff. There was no toad. So Papa says stuff and nonsense, nonsense and stuff, which is a classic Papa phrase that he doesn't get out very much. Now, of course, they've deleted that, but they've also gotten rid of a reference to Papa running over an animal. No longer did his brother trying to convince his father that he killed a, a, a toad in the middle of the road. Uh, he says, I saw a lost dog. And Papa just says, there was no dog. Stop lying to me, is implied. Uh, so they get to the uh, they get to the the uh, the doctor's office, Dr. Gert Grizzly's office. And brother's like, huh? Uh, sure, is a big crowd. Now, in the original version of the book, they, the kids point out that there's a, a lot of people waiting at the doctor's office. Uh, what a crowd. Let's not stay. We'll be waiting here all day. And then Mama says, you know, waiting here will help us learn to calmly and quietly wait for our turn. 
So we have this implication, well, not even an implication, a direct statement, that Brother's like, it's, a, it's his last-ditch effort to not go to the doctor, which is, ah, there's too many people here, let's go. Not understanding the concept of appointments. In the new version, though, Papa's like, whew, what a crowd, we'll be here all day. And that's simply an in for Mama to quote scripture at him again, which is, patience is a virtue, said Mama. The good book says a person's wisdom yields patience. And that is... It, from the Bible, a person's wisdom yields patience. But in the original context, it's a lot, not grimmer, but it's a darker quote. It's from Proverbs 19. It's from the man of integrity proverb. Better a poor man who walks with integrity than a fool whose lips are perverse. Even zeal is no good without knowledge. And he who hurries his footsteps misses the mark. A man's own folly subverts his way, yet his heart rages against the Lord. Wealth attracts many friends, but a poor man is deserted by his friend. A false witness will not go unpunished, and one who utters lies will not escape. Don't worry, we're getting there. A false uh, man, many seek the favor of the prince, and everyone is a friend of the gift giver. All the brothers of a poor man hate him. I don't know if that's actually true. How much more do his friends avoid him? I mean, again, not, not really friends. He may pursue them with pleading, but they are nowhere to be found. I'm not sure you're kind of pushing your point. He who acquires wisdom loves himself. One who safeguards understanding will find success. A false witness will not go unpunished. And one who pours out lies will... We've already said that. That was that was part five. A false witness will not go... This is the second time we've... You really... Okay, you're really pushing the false witness thing. Luxury is unseemly for a fool. How much worse for a slave to rule over princes? Ha <laughs> ha! Now it's getting weird, Bible. Now it's getting weird. Ah, here we go. A man's insight gives him patience, and his virtue is to overlook an offense. A king's rage is like the roar of a lion, but his favor is like dew on the grass. So again, it's kind of in the middle of all of this, the uh, the man of integrity proverb, which is just basically like, it tells you to spank your kids, it tells you to hit someone who's making fun of you, uh, and beat, beat a fool. Um... And listen to people. It's it's full of it's chock full of advice. Uh, not really what Mama's getting at though, which is uh, be be good while you're waiting for the doctor. Uh, so Gert Grizzly calls them in. They 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 enter. Uh, she does not tell them to strip down to only their underwear as she does in the original book. She just tells them to get up onto the table. And the next thing you know, they are undressed. Uh, is this where we find the first missing page? No. That is coming. So they hop up on her on her little table, and she checks their tummy. Tell me if it hurts. Uh, sister hops up. She's checking out sister, uh, and sister feels okay. Brother doesn't know what a stethoscope is, which is, which is weird. I, that he that he doesn't that he has never seen a stethoscope before. But uh, he's like, what's that? She's like, it's my stethoscope. It lets me listen to your heart. In the original book, it makes a point of saying, I, then I write things down on your chart, and the next spread is them discussing what the doctor's chart is. Uh, why do you need that chart? She's like, well, I can't keep everything in this head of mine. That's why I keep this chart. Uh, so every time you show back up, you know, I can check your chart as you grow up. They cut those two pages. There's no reference to her chart. You don't even see her holding her chart. Uh, I, 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 I understand why they selected those two to cut. Like if you had to cut two pages... Probably the part where the doctor is explaining to a child what the clipboard is for is is the the one you're going to get like the kids' eyes are going to glaze over on that anyway. Uh, so she checks their sister's ears. 
She whispers in her ear like she does in the original book. Uh, she checks their eyes on the weird eye chart. Uh, but before that, uh, she's like, so far, so good. And Papa's all, hear that, Mama? God has blessed our cubs with good health. Um, now, this is a funny change. Because in the original version of the book, uh, Dr. Gert Grizzly said, uh, or Dr. Gert Grizzly tells them things are looking good. And the cubs say, you said so far, your checkups are good. Papa says, hear that, Mama? Let's knock on wood. And you see him knocking on wood. In the new version, of course, he says, hear that, Mama? God has blessed our cubs with good health. But he's still knocking on wood. And it's this weird dichotomy, this weird juxtaposition of... <laughs> this is good. This is going to be a stretch. Stretching into Town here. But uh, this is an interesting juxtaposition of ancient superstition. Like a pre, pre-Christian superstition. A superstition that... Uh, if I recall correctly, the, the theory of knocking on wood is that is that is that uh, uh, spirits, fairies, fae, whatever, what have you, uh, that inhabit wood, forest spirits might be inhabiting the wood. And if you say something out loud that is good, uh, they will overhear you bragging about your good fortune, and they will go out of their way to subvert that. So they will turn. Uh, they will turn your good fortune against you. So you're supposed to knock on wood when you say something positive about your life. To, uh, to uh, It's either you're supposed to knock on the wood first before you say it to chase them away, or you say it while you, you're supposed to knock while you say it so they can't hear. I don't remember how it works. That's how I understood the superstition to be. I could be way off the mark, but that's what I remember studying when we studied superstitions in college so uh fancy college boy here talking about superstitions uh, but now it is appealing to a christian god but while knocking on wood uh along comes along comes god and it's interesting that he would still knock on the wood while appealing to this you know monotheistic deity who you know said very explicitly thou shalt have no other gods before me and but he's still knocking on the wood like that part that ancient belief is still buried deep down inside Papa Bear. So knock, knock, go away, foul spirits. Thank you, good Lord, for chasing away the demons so that my children stay healthy. Okay, then they do this weird eye chart that is not a legal eye chart that I've ever seen. In massive letters at the top are a giant K, L, and R. Uh, then an EXFN, and then they get smaller. The kids do great. They step up on the scale. They take. They get their weight done. Uh, and Dr. Gert Grizzly says, I'm so proud of both of you. You've taken good care of your bodies. God has blessed you with good health. And I'm like, okay, so is this a, like a, is this a religious doctor? Like I had friends growing up whose families were very religious and they actually took their children to like Christian pediatricians. Is this, I mean, I'm sure this is still a thing. I've heard this, the stories. They took their kids to Christian pediatricians who would only treat the children as long as, like, they would treat the children until, like, adulthood, presumably, as long as the children maintained, Christ, the, the, the doctors prescribed Christian values. And it was, and it was stated to the children that if they, that if they strayed from these values, the doctor would stop treating them. Meaning, I mean, you know, not to, you know, no, not to get too, you know, like, in the weeds here, but so if they began, you know, being physical with other, you know, teenagers and what have you, uh, then things, you know, went a certain distance, 
the doctor would find out and stop seeing you. Oh, and also tell the parents. Like, it was doctor by way of snitch. It was a bad situation. And my friends who had to go to these doctors were never comfortable with them. But the doctors were very religious and would, like, quote scripture at them. I don't think Gert Grizzly's that kind of doctor. I don't think Gert Grizzly has any ulterior motives. But it is weird that Gert Grizzly would suddenly throw some religion at them. If my doctor did that, I'd be like, I'm uncomfortable now. Thanks for seeing me all these years. Uh, I'm going to go find a new doctor. Presumably Mama and Papa are okay with this. Presumably the Cubs are at least not complaining about this. It's just weird. God has blessed you with good health. Like, thanks, Gert. I didn't ask. Um, and so Papa's like, ho, ho, those Cubs are just as healthy as I am. Uh... Now may I get weighed? Which is an interesting thing to do. I never ask to use the scale when I'm at my own child's checkup. The scale is always in the hallway on the way to the exam room. And so it seems like it's part of the process and that you can't just hop on. But uh, she lets him. And this is just like in the original book. He's like, may I get weighed? And she's like, yeah, hop on. Be my guest. So... In the old version, she says, well now, Papa, how about you? You weigh 252. In the new version, she goes, well, Papa, God is looking after the cubs, but you need to start looking after you. Which is a wild thing to say, because all of a sudden, we're in a theological quagmire here. Is God looking after you, or are you responsible? Like, who's responsible for what? Maybe she's saying, like, you gotta meet God halfway. Like, I know he's all-powerful, but this is pushing it. You're tipping the scales here, Papa. He can do a lot. He can knit a broken bone, but he can't, you know, take off the, you know. It's it's uncomfortable either way. I'm glad that she didn't, like, call out his weight, 252, which, for a grizzly bear his size, that's a fine weight. I wouldn't even say that's particularly heavy. I would say that a grizzly, a six foot tall grizzly bear is probably a little over 252 pounds. Uh, and Papa looks good. He has a nice body. You know, he actually has the same exact body as everyone else in bear country. So who's complaining? Um, you need to start looking after you because God isn't going to do it. Thank you, Gert Grizzly. And that's when she's like, oh, wait, I got to give you your shots. Now, here's my favorite part of the book. And I think I called this out last time, too. Uh, pro-vaccine. It's a pro-vaccine book. Because they're like, why do we need a shot if we're healthy? And she's like, oh, the shot keeps you healthy. I think that's pretty much what it says in the original as well. Yeah, why do we need a booster shot? This shot has special medicine in it. Yes, it may hurt for half a minute. But it can keep you well year after year. What do you say to that, my dear? I say, ouch, but it wasn't so bad. Are you as brave as your sister, my lad? And... I like that doctor, I think I said this last time, I like that Dr. Gert Grizzly's like, this is gonna hurt. It's a shot. It's gonna hurt. And it's a vaccine. So depending on what you're getting the shot for, it's of different sizes of needles and different consistencies of vaccine. But it's gonna hurt for a minute. Then you'll be fine. And she gives one to sister. And they show the shot. She gives one to brother. They show the shot. Kids don't look happy, but they don't look upset. Unlike all the other vaccine stuff you see around where it's always a picture of a screaming baby, thanks. Uh, sister gets a Band-Aid and she and Dr. Gert Grizzly is like, oh, one more thing. And she writes a prescription for Papa. And uh, and the, the kids are, well, the kids are like, is that a prescription for us? We have to take medicine? And she's like, no, this is for your dad, Papa Bear. 
no desserts until you lose 10 pounds. Again, weird, but I get, you know, the no desserts until you lose 10 pounds is an illustration, so they couldn't even change that, I guess. I mean, they probably could have written something else. Take better care of yourself, whatever. He, and he says, you know, I'm going to starve. And she's like, ha, 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 see you in six months. T- six months to lose 10 pounds is a pretty healthy, that's a pretty healthy calendar right there. 10 pounds in six months, I could probably do that. Yeah, in the original he says, Doc, I'll starve, I'll waste away. See you in six months, have a nice day. And here, the final page of the book is where I think the religious rewrite actually improves upon the original. So in the original, you see the you see the bears sitting around. I remember being very confused by this. The cubs and mama are eating desserts and it looks like a grapefruit with a pile of like yogurt and cream, like something on top and it and it in a like a, a gumball or a marble and it's it's i think it's supposed to be bowls of ice cream but it's slopping over the sides i, I maybe it looks, it looks like kind of like a if you took a bagel and you like put pistachio ice cream on top it's very weird i think they're supposed to be bowls papa has a glass in front of him filled with carrot sticks now in the original he says carrot sticks i have an extra oh carrot sticks i have an extra one or two no thanks, Dad. The carrot sticks are just for you. And it's that old saw, that old trope about, like, Dad needs to lose weight, so he has to eat rabbit food. Uh, whereas they could have just been, like, have a half a bowl of ice cream. Like, you don't need to, like, eat ice cream in front of the person who's trying to desperately lose weight on doctor's orders. Well, in any case, there I like the religious rewrite. Carrot sticks, anyone? Papa asked is at dessert the next day. No thanks, said Brother. Well, Lord, said Papa, we give thanks for all your blessings, including carrot sticks. Ah, zing. They got him. They got God. They got God. Zing. We give thanks, uh, including the carrot sticks. The reason I like that better is it actually brings the religious thing into it at the very end. They've been talking about God blessing them with health. He even blessed them with carrot sticks. Wah, wah. It's funny. It's a good time. Everyone's having a good time in bear country, uh, including Papa, including Dr. Gert Grizzly, including the man himself, God on high. And he's taking care of our bodies and he's taking care of our carrot sticks. So what did I think of this? The Berenstain Bears, thank God for good health. Uh, well, the title isn't quite right because it's the book never says, the parents never say, and the, the doctor never says, you should thank God for your health. We simply see people thanking God for good health. That's it. The Berenstain Bears thank God for good health. The Berenstain Bears do thank God for their good health. However, you know, I feel that, you know, it may be, uh, have been earned. Doesn't matter. They thank God for their good health. They eat carrot sticks. Still not comfortable with Dr. Gert Grizzly body shaming Papa. Certainly not comfortable with Dr. Gert Grizzly body shaming Papa in front of his cubs and his wife. You know, this is private stuff. However, Papa did ask to step on the scale. It wasn't even his checkup. So, you know, maybe he asked for it. Maybe it's a thing between him and Dr. Gert Grizzly. Who knows? Uh, maybe he just likes having his weight read. I don't know. But this is the Zonder Kids book. The Baron St. Bears. Thank God for good health. Is it available? Is it still new? If you wanted to rush right out and buy it, is this a brand new book? I mean, can you buy a brand new? It's not a brand new book. Uh, the answer to that is yes. You can still buy this in paperback, Zonder Kids. It's the only way you're going to get the illustrations. Again, it's a Cub Club book. I love the illustrations in the Cub Club. They're bold. The colors are bright. The uh, the 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 line work, the, the 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 borders of the characters are very heavy. The faces are expressive. 
I like the Cub Club books, and these are the only ways to get your hands on them unless you buy them used, and some of them can be a little pricey. So that's the Berenstain Bears, thank God for good health. Now, it's funny because this, what I'm looking at right here says this was published in 2013, but the, the, the book itself has a 50th anniversary on it. It says 50th anniversary, which would indicate that it's actually from 2012. So I'm going to look it up here in the major list. Nope, it is 2013. So even though it was published in 2013, it still had the 2012 50th anniversary sticker. I find that interesting. And I'm wondering how that overlap happened. If it was supposed to come out in 2012, but they pushed it back, but the covers were already done. I don't know. Anyone listening to this have any answers for me? Let me know. I would ask Mike Berenstain. He'll probably say, I don't know. Uh, but that is the Berenstain Bears. Thank God for good health from 2013, I guess. It's Zonder Kid's book. I can read Living Light's faith story. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. I mean... If you wanted me to talk about the characters, there's really not much going on. A, it's a repeat of an old book. So the characters are pretty much the way they were 10 years ago. Uh, actually, 20 years ago because it's from the 90s. Actually, like 30 years ago because <laughs> it's from like 25 years. It's a very old book because uh, it's from the 90s. But, uh, you know, it's 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 fine. It's, you know, in the uh, Papa gets shamed, I guess. Mama dis dispenses wisdom. It's your typical Berenstain Bears book. It's kind of goofy. Papa has to eat carrot sticks. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you so much for putting up with me over the years. Uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate all the support. I appreciate all the, the kind words. I, uh, on Twitter, at Bstain Bearcast, I commented on a Berenstain Bears post from someone. And a bunch of people re responded to my comment, and I, I commented, you know, as this show, uh, and it actually drew attention to the show. So if you're a new listener, because of that weird Twitter thread, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, this is it. This is what happens. I talk about Berenstain Bears books. Sometimes I have a guest on. I think next week I have a guest on. Sometimes I have guests on. So uh, keep on listening. Keep on trucking. If you want to listen to my other shows, I have one that I do with my older kid, Willow, called It's Del Toro Time, where we have been discussing uh, the movies that influenced the career of Guillermo del Toro. I think we have Goodfellas coming up. It either has already landed or is going to land really soon. Um, we'll be looking at Guillermo del Toro's upcoming Pinocchio adaptation, uh, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Uh, there's a lot of Guillermo del Toro content coming at the end of this here year, so buckle in, buckaroos. And uh, Pizza Toast that I host with Christy Admiral will be coming back very soon. Oh, we have a book. We have a plan. We're going to start recording. Uh, and that is a show where we read YA fiction and discuss it and its media adaptations. It used to be The Babysitter's Club, but now it's just... YA, fi YA fiction that is aimed at, like, preteen to young teen girls, uh, just because we're trying to stick with kind of that babysitter's club milieu. We're not doing a great job at it, but we're trying, so uh, give that a listen. Pizza Toast, a babysitter's club adjacent podcast with Christy and Phil. Uh, otherwise, I'm just going to keep reading Berenstain Bears books and talking about them, okay? And I'll see you all next time, deep in bear country.